Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops, he throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Hey, Panther World, the Jordan and Jake podcast is back, and we are powered by Ortho Carolina. When it comes to your orthopedic care, choose better by choosing Ortho Carolina. With over 40 locations throughout the Carolinas, you're never far from one of the nation's leading providers of care for joints, muscles, and other orthopedic injuries. If things look bad, it's important to know you have a choice, but there's only one better choice Ortho Carolina official team physician of the Carolina Panthers, and I bring in Jake DeLome. As usual, how you doing, Jake? I'm doing really well, Jordan. And uh, the more that I, I just need to find out about this weekend, Jordan, because I'm thinking, did Luke make you sit in the middle for this broadcast? Yes, I was, yeah. So to recap our audience, you've been off. Well, you were off this week, and then you got the bye, and then you'll be off next week. You're in a three-week stay away mode so i was in charlotte for my one and only appearance this year calling the game i yes exactly right luke stayed to the right i was center anish was left and i'm gonna be honest luke made me a little nervous with the amount of notes he takes during the broadcast and jake you and i've never worked a game together but if you were to look at my notes you would maybe be a little bit disgusted because it's kind of just me watching what's happening and then scanning the crowd for jokes and things it's like of that nature whereas luke he's charting every drive and all this and that so i can only imagine when you two nerds are in there together there's like a whole documented stack of paperwork by the time that game's over am i wrong well it's kind of funny you mentioned that about luke because i tried to give him some advice prior to the first game against cleveland and I walked in and I usually have some, you know, three by five index cards with some, some notes on it. Um, I, I used a lot of notes on my phone um, during the course of the week or my iPad. And so Luke has a manila folder with two pages full of notes and it's a breakdown like he's scouting every player. And I said, yeah, Luke, you're never going to get to that. Well, I just I said, just trust me. I did the same thing my first game. Game ends. We're disgusted. We lose on a 58-yard field goal. And I said, how did those notes work out for you? And he said, I never looked at them once. <laughs> and I, so I'm surprised that I think he was doing that to intimidate you. Now, I will yeah. say, we both take notes during the game. I take every down and distance, the beginning of each drive, and, and I kind of – it looks like chicken scratch, but it's kind of extremely visible to me, and I know exactly – how I want it done and how I have it written down so I can go back and know each possession and what might have or might not have happened on each possession and penalties, big plays, things like that. So I do enjoy that. You probably, I will say, scan the crowd maybe more than Luke and I looking for interesting nuggets, but that's okay. That's the Jordan Gross that we know and love. Well, I just, Anish is so on the ball with that. And then I'm used to having Zoke in there too, normally, you know, and he's got his whole <laughs> database over there. Like, there's no need. I'd just be, it'd be all for show if I was to write down the amount of stuff that's being written down around me, you know, like, and then you can look up whatever. I don't know. It's just a different mindset. I, God love having Luke, though. It was super fun having him there to, to kind of throw some questions his way about mentality in the low red zone or you know run fits or whatever so i i sure enjoyed the heck of it plus we won i don't know if you saw that jake but we won the game well, and the weather was awesome 
and Sweet Caroline and the whole deal. So it's pro- a, definitely a productive Sunday. There's no doubt. And I had to travel uh, that day. So I DVR'd the game. But a uh, great thing about satellite radio, I listened to the Panthers home feed driving mm. for three hours. And it was awesome. And I mean that in every sense of the word. Um, there's just something about it. You can feel the energy. I can just hear us talking about Cade Mays lining up at guard. And I want to bring that up. <laughs> Because okay. you keep on talking about, oh, let's throw it to a lineman, throw it to a lineman. And I almost right. sent a text and like, well, let's line up Shy Smith at right guard. That would be fun. <laughs> it doesn't right go that it doesn't I mean, go come that on, way. Man. We we I mean, we little... throw the ball to wide receivers and tight ends and running backs. No, we don't listen. throw it to offensive linemen. That that is like so that's like so well said by you. Exactly the problem. Okay, how many times in your NFL career did you touch the ball or have a direct either either throwing the ball into the end zone or running it in the end zone? I don't know if you ever even did that, but you were involved directly with scoring a touchdown. How many times how many times do you think you touched the ball in an NFL football game? How many times? Did I touch the ball in the NFL football yeah. game? Every 20, twenty thousand? I guess. Okay. Uh, guess how many times I the game? Yeah. Right. I'm. I. We went over this this weekend. The reason I know this because JJ, congratulations, tied John Casey for the most games in Panthers history. I still am the longest. I have the most starts in Panthers history, according to people that were there on Sunday. 167 regular season games. I bet you I touched the dang ball about seven times. Maybe ten times in my whole career, Jake. And here's what's funny now that okay, I'm a how many football were coach. Fumble recoveries. All of them except for that recoveries? one you threw to me in 03. <laughs> <laughs> and that All was right. the end of a game, it was technically a lateral. So my point is, if there's ever a close opportunity for any of us O line guys to ever get the ball. It's such a big deal. And the rest of you skill guys all just take it for granted. Now, here's one thing I have to say, though, that I have regret about my NFL career. And I didn't discover it until I became a high school football coach. I kind of suck at throwing a spiral and catching a football and, like, knowing anything about ra- the details of routes and things like that because I just never did it. And so to all you NFL linemen out there that listen to our podcast that one day want to be head football coaches in rural Idaho, get more reps right now touching the football because it would pay off later when you're trying to instruct the youth of America. So that's where I'll leave it with that. Okay. No, I I enjoy that. I like that. Um, And that's (laughs) – you've taken me to a story. Ryan Khalil, Mr. Panther, Mr. Sinner, Mr. All-Pro, you know, great player for the Panthers. Ryan Khalil – his rookie year or second year, I think his rookie year, um, I was warming up before practice and, you know, we're just, everybody's kind of chewing the fat and things like that. And I throw it to him and I don't know if his hands were tied together or whatnot, but to watch him try to catch it, I was like, Oh, wait, what just happened here? That wasn't normal. And then he tried to throw it back. And I said, no, we have to do this again. And he looked at me and he goes, just stop it right now. Stop it. And I said, what? He good. my dad and Ryan's dad for the audience played seven years in the NFL, was an offensive lineman. And I believe it was with Buffalo with Jim Kelly. And Ryan yep. said, I was young, about four or five years old, and dad threw the ball and I didn't catch it well or I didn't throw it back to him well. And he said, hey, buddy, listen, 
you'll probably never play that position in your life. Let's work on your feet and let's work on technique and run blocking. And Ryan said, so that's all I did. I said, well, Ryan, I understand that. And you need to kind of give a toast to your dad because he made you a great lineman. But my gosh, could he not catch or throw a football? No, it was bad. He got better as the years went on because he made it his no, mission. No, he did but not. No, he did no, not. I know he did. After There's no you way. Left, There's he no got way. A little bit. No way. He he got better at throwing, but not catching, because he would actually throw well, when we did O line pat and go on Fridays. Anyways, oh my god. The Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year program is rewarding football fans who share examples of rookie mistakes they've made because maybe they just needed a Snickers. At the end of the regular season, one will be crowned Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year with the fan winning two tickets to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona and a chance to celebrate with the team on the field. To submit a rookie mistake and learn more, head to snickers.com slash rookie mistake. But anyway, back (laughs) to JJ. and the record. Yeah. So, yes. okay, I don't know if you saw the how clip. Many snaps, with, uh, how many snaps does JJ have in his career? 221 games. Does he have 2,000 snaps? Shoot, Jordan, that's a great question. I don't know. So when I said this on the air. I bet his pay per snap is highest all time in the NFL. You it know could what I mean? be. Right? It like he be. doesn't make it, you know, whatever. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. So anyway, so I uh, there's a great article in today's Athletic about J.J. Jansen, um, and there's quotes from John Casey and uh, Jason Baker and how J.J. came to the Panthers, and it just kind of goes through the history. But watching Panthers.com, there's footage right after the game of Mr. Tepper giving him the game ball um, with his uh, playing streak and things like that, and J.J. could not address the team because he got emotional and choked up. So I sent him a text and said, hey, great article today. And, you know, you responded, thanks. And I said, now, what about you poo-pooing in the bed when you were trying to give a speech? And he said, the emotions got to me. I just couldn't do it. I mean, J.J. (laughs) Jansen, who's never at a loss for words in the history of his life, had to was able to address the team after a great win at home. And he poo-pooed the bed. What is up with that? I mean, I just that bother. That's bothersome. Well, we should talk because neither one of us could get through our Hall of Honor banquet speech without crying like a baby either. So, you know, I think it just when it means a lot to you, it's especially if it would have been somebody else he'd surpassed. But with it being John Casey, I just think it was overwhelming for JJ. But I'm glad you gave him a hard time because we don't want to be getting too confident out there. No, uh, there's no doubt. Hey, no doubt. Okay. I want to talk about the, the Panthers uh, for a moment since – they are the ones that put our podcast out. Is this the worst bye week ever, Jake, time-wise, in the history of all things bye weeks? Week 13 of a 18-game – like I was talking to some of the guys on the, you know, on the staff and stuff. I was like, Don't you, do you guys just kind of wish they could just keep the season going at this point? It's just like a weird interruption. I don't know, Jake. What do you think? I'm like you, Jordan. I, I was thinking maybe week eight was the latest we ever had a bye week at one point. I was trying to rack my brain, and it might have been, you know, the latter part of October, somewhere around there. I don't ever recall a November bye, much less a December bye. So this is uh, this team, you know, we get some momentum going. But, listen, we get to get some guys to kind of rest a little bit, uh, recover a little bit, and recharge your batteries because – this team's flying around, man, especially defensively. I'm going to go back to Baltimore. 
to have both Lamar Jackson and that offense to have three points in the middle of the fourth quarter, it's just great. And then last week, I know Denver's struggling, but just to watch them play and Brian Burns, I've gotten a few arguments with people about the so-called compensation we could have maybe received if we traded for our defensive end, one of the premier positions besides quarterback in the league. And I'm just uh, so thankful that he's on our team. Um, and, and some of these young guys that we have that uh, we've drafted and we're watching them grow right before our eyes. Well, Brian Burns definitely is impressive. And he had a, maybe his best game of his career last Sunday and was rewarded with NFC, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. So that guy, Luke said it on the broadcast, like, and he just gets more expensive, but he, as he should. <laughs> yes, he well, did. Yeah, exactly. All right, so bye week mentality. Well, first of all, I wanted to ask you a question. So bye week's a special time. And back when we played, the, the amount of time we got off was less. Like I remember it was a real big deal. You were kind of expected to be off after practice on Thursday. Remember that, Jake? And Correct. then yes. Rivera, Coach Rivera, towards the end of my career, he let us off after practice Wednesday. But we'd still practice. And then it was sometimes – it was never in pads, but – it was still practice and game planning for the next week. Now these guys, they're out of there after Monday. You know what I mean? So back, back to when you were an active player, what was your best bye week memory, Jake? The best bye week memory for me was uh, Lindsay, our youngest, was not born yet. So Carrie and Lauren, uh, my oldest and myself, we went up to Grandfather Mountain. And we left on Thursday. Uh, we got off Foxy you know, got us off, I guess, 12 or something like that. Um, and we went up and we did nothing. And it was the changing of the leaves. It was like mid-October-ish, somewhere around there. And that was probably one of the most relaxing best bye weeks we uh, ever had um, for whatever reason. It was just it, – it worked out perfect. And the season was going fairly well, and we came back from the bye. And I think this was the 05 season where we lost in the NFC Championship game. So it was a game – it was a – a season where we made a nice run. So that was probably my best. How about you? Um, one time it was, I think it was my first ever bye week. This isn't a great memory, but it's a better story. Um, it was Oh three. And to date ourselves, that was, you know, there was like, there was, there was internet and there was all the access to things, but it wasn't like the same amount of research you could do on a little weekend getaway that you can now. Like there wasn't 3d tours and you, a million reviews and whatnot. You know what I mean, Jake? So Dana and I, my wife, no kids or anything. We just, Decided we were going to go up to like maybe it was Brevard or somewhere up in the, the mountains and we were going to rent a house and so I on the internet found a place with accommodations and a couple pictures rented this what I thought was like a real nice place Jake so my wife and I get up there and it was like dated it wasn't it wasn't run down but it was dated and really big and older so like creaky floors and real ornate furniture older furniture and like zero it was up on this knoll by itself i'm i'm thinking like awesome view and everything but all it did was like it was creepy with like this long winding drive we got so freaked out we went in there jake and we tried to like make it work we ended up leaving and going to a hotel because we were so scared of the house, like it was off off of The Shining or something like that. So that was that was the best one. That was the best one I had. Uh, well, after the welcome pick, to okay. the NFL first round pick bye week. Yes, that's exactly. I'm scared. Your top ten uh, yeah, picks. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm scared of this creepy house. 
Uh, Jake, when you when the Panthers come back, though, there's five weeks to go, okay? And I know you're familiar with the schedule, but in order to remind you, okay? So the next, the long trip out west to come see me out this way, so at Seattle, I'll be covering that game. Seahawks have been better than a lot of people expected this year, but definitely not one of the top teams in the NFL. Then the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have struggled this entire season off and on. Detroit Lions, both of these are home games. Detroit being very Detroit-like this year. At Tampa Bay, at New Orleans. Five games to go, Jake. Uh, Darren Gant, in his uh, Ask the Old Guy column on the Panthers website, which I love, he said that right now, I believe it was uh, one of the New York papers, gave the Panthers an 8% chance of making the playoffs, a game and a half behind with five to go. That's our schedule, Jake. What, what should we look forward to as Panther fans? Yeah, we're going to run the table. That's what we look forward to. It's very oh, last week. Yes. Last week was a 4% chance. Now it's an 8% chance. This Monday night's going to be big. If the Saints can upset Tampa, which I truly believe that they can, um, the Saints had every opportunity to beat San Fran last week. Uh, Calvin Kamara, two fumbles, and they had two red zone stops inside the five-yard line against San Fran. So the Saints are trying to play good football. But if they can beat Tampa Monday night, um, I really feel good about our chances. Listen, Seattle has a really good offense. I think they're struggling some defensively. Um, and then I just think we can make a run, man. I, um, Sam Darnold, and this is my thinking. Yes, we have some momentum, but the bye week is coming. Well, that's fine. Well, Sam Darnold's been on a bye week all season long. He had a horrific ankle injury in camp. And for him to come out to play as sharp as he did, because I thought he really played sharp on Sunday, so the guy can get himself ready off of a long layoff. Well, now this is only a two-week layoff. So he'll be ready. Our defensive players can kind of get re-energized, refreshed, and chin's back, and he was able to play in a game, and he can recover. And so now I just think I think we're going to play well. And I know it's a far trip. You're saying five in a row? Why not? Five yeah, in we a have row. two in a row, Jordan. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm bullish on this team. I said it in the preseason. I thought we were – at least a seven win and then eight, nine. You never know what happens. We can get to it, man. There is some talent on this football team. There's a young core, young nucleus. We've had some heartbreaking losses this year. We should have a couple of more wins. And this team is just playing different. Coach Wilkes has lit a fire under this football team, uh, and they're responding. And we, we're doing it with three different quarterbacks that had three high ankle sprains, which is kind of let me crazy Let me ask you about, about the quarterbacks. How bad is Coach Wilkes praying that Sam Darnold plays well enough to keep that spot for these final five weeks? Because what are we going to do if Darnold goes out and throws a couple picks and struggles, and it's like, all right, well, let's roll, you know, let's let's draw a name out of the hat one more time. Now, now, in fairness to PJ, he was sat because of his ankle, but wouldn't it be nice just to have Darnold do the job, whatever that is? of this season so that there's just no longer the revolving door at that position? I think so, and I think that will happen. Um, I believe our offensive line, and, and you can attest to this, you saw, you, you're seeing them a little bit more now in person. I think they're playing well. I think the, the addition of Bozeman, that big physical presence uh, right at the, the center of the offensive line has done a great job. Um, and I, I think this bye week is coming at a good time. These guys can take a deep breath, kind of reassess their bodies, and they're like, wait a minute, we only have five games left. That's nothing. We've just been through this long grind, 
and it's going to be just balls to the wall, and this team's going to respond. All right, well, that's the assessment from Jake DeLome, and so 5-0 and is what it looks like the Panthers are going to run from here on out, which would be, put our record, mind you, at 9-8, and eight, which you know, I think that would be pretty darn good and probably be a playoff hosting a playoff game at Bank of America Stadium, which who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Jake, uh, my last question for you, and then we got to go. It has nothing to do with football. Is the Christmas tree up at the DeLome residence? Jordan, the tree is definitely up. The lights are on the tree and everything else is on the tree. The only thing I have to do this weekend is we have to finish putting the star on the tree because it was the star that we've been using, they had a little break in it and I need to get a little zip tie to be able to fix it. And I didn't have one last night at eight o'clock when we were finishing the tree. So yeah, we put ours up last night as well. Okay. Nice. We put ours up as well. And our ornaments, I am proud to say that there is zero better homes and gardens happening or Southern living. When you look at our Christmas tree, it is a hodgepodge of craft ornaments made by children over the years and random random ornaments from a vacation to Las Vegas in 2005. And just, there's no rhyme or reason to anything going on on our tree. And I absolutely love it. So I just had to throw that out there, Jake. I would expect nothing less from the gross household. And it warms my heart (laughs) to hear that because that is true uh, Jordan Gross and Dana Gross and family uh, at its core, no doubt. The best, the best ornament, and believe it or not, my son Teddy, uh, with the comedy that he has, one year I opened a Christmas present, and inside was a bunch of like dog hair and lint from the that he'd swept up off the floor, and then he glued like googly eyes and a piece of bark like that he found in the same dustpan as a mouth, and he put a tiny little Santa hat on it, and somehow that thing has maintained structure for like four years, so we full on have a dust ball. As an ornament. And it's like our favorite one every time. Here it is. Oh, my God. It survived another year. Put it up there. It's oh. right next to like a pickle or something random. That's so awesome. I'll, yeah. Anyways. All right. Let's go. It's bye week. Let's get out of here, Jake. I appreciate your time. This was the Jordan Jake podcast, and we are powered by Ortho Carolina. When it comes to your orthopedic care, choose better by choosing Ortho Carolina. With over 40 locations throughout the Carolinas, you're never far from one of the nation's leading providers of care for joint muscles, and other orthopedic injuries. When things look bad, it's important to know you have a choice, but there's only one better choice, Ortho Carolina, official team physician of the Carolina Panthers. All right, Jake, be good, man. Enjoy the bye week.